Oh, listen, I'm, I, I, I know, I know something. I know that I'm going to share something with you today that will help you. I know that, and the reason I know that is because this helped me. <laughs> That's how I know that. Because so much of this that I want to share with you today has helped me. Now, it's not complicated. As a matter of fact, in some cases, it seems too simple. I heard one time somebody has said, that, those, that seems very simple, and it is very simple, but it's hard to do. All right, so I'm going to share with you. We're going to be in Matthew 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. Father, I just pray for your anointing. God, I don't even want to try this without your anointing. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. My son's fast. You're supposed to say amen when you get there. That way I know you're there. And he got there. Matthew chapter 18. At the same time came the disciples to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What a setup, right? You know what they're looking for? They're all looking to find out who's top dog. Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who's the greatest? Which one of us? I think, I think probably would have been a better answer they were looking for. Which one of us is going to be the top dog? And it says that Jesus found a little child. There must have been a little, a little kid with him in the group. And he brought the little child up. And he said, set the little child up at the, at the, at the midst of him, however that went around. And he said, except you be converted and become as a little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of God, of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is great in the kingdom of of heaven. And whoso shall receive such a little child in my name receives me. He says, you want to be great in the kingdom of God? You want to be something special in God's kingdom? Become like a little child. Repent, be humble, and come as a little child. All right, I got uh, same there, Matthew 19. We're going to flip over to Matthew chapter 19, uh, verse 13. Just a, In my book, it's just one page. I don't know how big... My God's big print. Some of you may have little print. It may be on the same page. Matthew chapter 19, 13. And then there were brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. And Jesus said, Suffer the little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. He says, No, you bring those babies to me because this is what the kingdom of heaven should look like is children, children. All right, I'm going to give you three lessons that I've learned from my children and my grandchildren, okay? I'll give you three lessons. The Bible says if you want to come to God, you want to be great in God, you want to, you want to be something in the kingdom of heaven, learn from the children. All right, I love this. Number one, my grandson, that, when, in my day, we used to have records and they would skip. I, I know, I just went, what? You get a little scratch on your record, it would skip and it would jump back and 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 play the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. My grandson is so good. Grandpa, 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 grandpa. What? 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 Well, grandpa, I want to tell you something. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, you ever had that, 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 
Dad, 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 mom, 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 mom. Luke chapter 18. Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 18. Luke 18. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at verse 1. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And, these, and then he spoke a parable. Jesus spoke a parable to them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man, but there was a a widow in the city that came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversaries. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I don't fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow woman troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Do you know what God just said? Don't ever stop asking. Don't ever stop calling, 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 calling. Our sister asked for a guitar. Listen to me. Don't ever stop asking. Years ago, God answered some things. God answers right, right now, right? I've had God answer prayers like the next day. I'll never forget, I, I, one time I, was, I asked the Lord, I said, this, this is just, I'm going to testify to you here. I didn't have an electric guitar, and, I, and the only thing I ever did with my guitars is play in music, and I said, Lord, I'd like to have an electric guitar. The next morning, one of my buddies knocked on my front door. The door opened, and he handed me that electric guitar as though it was an emergency. And he said, take this, take it now. Handed it to me. He said, God's been on me all for two days and I can't handle it another second and take this guitar. And he handed me the guitar and left. I thought, huh, that was weird. Now, I've had other things that I've been praying for for a long, long, long time. What happens when God doesn't answer right now? Just think of the grandbabies. Jesus said, come to me like a child. Jesus said, if you're going to, if you're going to get anywhere with me, do it like a child. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Pastor Dale, you're being silly. No, he said this widow woman kept bugging the judge and kept bugging the judge and kept bugging the judge. And the judge finally said, that's it. I'm going to give her what she wanted. One of the lessons I've learned is I refuse to quit asking. Learned it from my children. All right, number two. Number two. Oh, man. If there are two toys in the room, the child always wants the funnest one. They always want the best one. Turn with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 31. Now, we're not going to go through the whole... We could, we could preach for a lot of times on, on 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, and the gifts, and, and, and we could spend a lot of time there, but, but I, don't, I don't want to do that. I just want to give you this lesson. But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I will show you a more excellent way. You know what I learned from children? They do not ever settle until they get the best. Children, 
Well, they're kind of selfish. I know. And, and I have learned not to settle. I have learned not to settle for second best in the kingdom of God. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I'm not satisfied with my walk with God. I'm not satisfied with, with what God has done in me. I'm not satisfied with my growth. I want more. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with us saying to God, I am not satisfied with where I'm at. I want more. King David, well, some of the most beautiful psalms David wrote, my soul longs for you. Like a deer pants for water, I want more. I want more of you. Don't settle. Don't settle. Get everything that God has for you in your life. Number two, coming as a child, I want the best, the best of the best of the best. All right. Number three, three things I'm going to give you. Number three or third thing is they question everything. They question everything. Last week, during, I think it was maybe Friday night during our play, or Saturday night, I don't remember, when during our play, one of my grandsons was here. And he started asking, hey, what does it mean to repent? How old is Owen? Four, four. What does it mean to repent? I often wonder how many of you were asking that question. <clears throat> Not looking at you. <laughs> oh, what does it mean to repent? They question everything. They want to know. They're, they're, they're continually desiring. Turn to me, 1 Peter. 1 Peter, chapter 2. 1 Peter, chapter 2. Sorry. I'm going to get there. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. As a newborn baby, desire the sincere sincere milk of the word, to desire to learn, to desire to know God, to desire to know God's word, to desire to understand more, to desire to have that place. These are incredibly powerful traits, life-changing traits, to never stop asking, to always not be willing to settle for second best, but to reach for something better, and, and to just desire and inquire, and learn, and try to grow. Incredible, powerful traits. I, uh, I have been, I've learned so much from being a father, and so much about what it means to, as being a father, and then being a grandpa, which is great. But I've learned some things about how do I seek God. If we're going to come to God, we have to come to God childlike. There's so many things, right? The heart, the softness, all the things come to God childlike. But turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. See, here's the thing. We have to come to God like a child, but we should not live childish. <clears throat> well, now that got real. 
We need to come to God as a child, but we should not live childish. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I was a child. Well, Pastor Dude just said we had to come to God as a child, and that's absolutely true. So what things do you think we need to put away? I don't believe it's asking God. I don't believe it's questioning. I don't believe it's seeking for the best. What things are we to put away? What are we talking about? We're talking about maturity, right? Said I became a man, I grew up. And I want to deal with what maturity looks like. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, 1 Corinthians 14. So it's the next verse over there, uh, verse 20. So chapter 14, verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding, how be in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. Be not children in understanding, but in, ma but in malice, which is, which is hardness, evilness, hard, you know, wanting to hurt others. But in malice be children. So we are supposed to be children to God. Children in the way we come to God. But in the way that we understand, in the way that we are, in the way that we live, we have to be grown-ups. Let's go back to the being like kids. I always like to go back to being my kids stuff. What is the number one, I'm going I'm to give you, let, let me, I'm just going to give this to you, okay? Do you know what the number one trait of maturity is? Are you ready? Delayed gratification. What? That's kind of a weird thing. Listen to me. One of the first things about maturity is you realize you have to do things that you don't want to do. Come on up. That's really true. As you begin to mature, you begin to realize that some of the things you must do, you have to do them even though you don't want to. When we come to Christ as a child, we have every right to go before Him, cry out before Him, whine before Him, lay every desire on our heart before Him. We can tell Him everything we want, everything we want Him to do. We can, we can pray and bug Him and bug Him and bug Him. And then when you get up, you have to walk right even when you don't want to. That was me. Delayed gratification. Turn me to Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to spend just a little bit of time here. Hebrews chapter 5. I, I'm, I'm going to be done pretty quick here. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Where are you trying to get to, Dale? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. Hebrews 5.11 Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become as such who have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. 
But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He said, in the, there comes a time when you should be maturing and begin to become to do the work, not just receive the work. Maturity. Now, this is a, this is a, this principle, this one principle could change your life in every area of your life if you will learn to discipline and delay gratification. All right? Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just, just try. Do you know what the difference is between playing and exercising? So those, so talking about those who mature have exercised. What's the difference between playing and exercising. I remember when I was playing sports, man, on game day, everybody's like, yeah, it's game day! And in the gym, working out before the game day, everybody's like, when is game day going to get here? We want to play. We don't want to exercise. Maturity teaches us that if you don't exercise, then you don't play as good as you should. And we've learned to pay before we play. At least all of us have. We've learned to pay before we play. Delayed gratification. This is maturity. See, here's some things that I know. I know that this world is coming to an end. I know that. I know that my life, maybe, maybe not, you know, I was, I was sharing with my wife, we were talking about retirement and talking about how long we, you know, how, and all of a sudden, it began to dawn on me how many years that I have left. And I thought, man, if I live to 90, I don't have that many years left. Begin to dawn on me. This life is a short period of time. And there's a difference between when we come to God, we come to Him as a child, but when we live in this world as the redeemed of the Lord, we need to live as warriors. And warriors sacrifice for a purpose. The difference between the, the, the childlike that brings us to God and the life that we should live in the world is we come to God as children, but we shouldn't be living as children, where we're living only for my self-gratification, only for what I can get, only for what's going to happen, what I can get out of myself. Only for, we have to learn to live for something greater than us. This is maturity. This is what soldiers look like. This is what warriors look like. Live for something greater than themselves. When we play, it's like instant gratification. When we exercise, it's delayed gratification. I'm going to look chapter chapter Luke chapter 9. I, I know this is... Listen, if you'll, if you'll pay attention... One of the things that we're going to do, and because I, I can't cover everything I'd like to, we're, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm committing to you. You know what happens when you say something in public, then you got to make it happen. We're going to put together some study guides for these things. It's going to happen because there's so much I want to say. But in, in Luke chapter 9, verse 22, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and slain and be raised the third day. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. 
For what is a man advantage if he gains the whole world and lose himself or is cast away? Whosoever ever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him, shall the Son of Man be ashamed. And then shall he come in his own glory and in his Father's and in the holy angels. But I tell you the truth, there's some standing here which not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. He said, if any man will come after me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. The simple fact is, the simple fact is that we are in a warfare. We are in, and when we mature, we realize that what I do is not necessarily what I want to do, but I'm doing it because it's bringing victory in my life. I've been learning this. I've been, I've been using this principle in every area of my life. I've started trying to. Okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not perfect. I've started trying to do this. Saving money. Woo, yeah. Everybody get excited about saving money? I'm not good at it. But I begin to realize, put money away. Why? Because it hurts right now, but it's good for me over here. I've been, I've been using this in my study time to grow me. Why? Because I know something. Exercise is going to benefit me over here. Every area of our lives could benefit from the idea that I will suffer today for a better tomorrow. Every part of what we go through in this life can be better if we recognize I'm going to pay now as the mature one for the better that is to come. This principle is probably the biggest separation. I believe we need to live like children before God. Come before God, wallowing, crying out. Do it. (laughs) Don't ever stop asking. Don't ever come in. If you're going through things in life, go to God like a biggest crybaby ever. I can do that. I'm giving you permission right now to just go before the presence of God, repeat over and over and over and over, and go before God like a crybaby and tell him you need help. But when you get up, when you get up from that, then begin to make decisions in your life today for a better tomorrow. Begin to make the sacrifices today for something that's better tomorrow. Well, this is not a... That that sounds really simple, Dale. Okay, do it. Do it. Are you learning and growing daily? No, why not? It's simple principle, right? Super simple principle. Putting the word in daily, learning daily, growing daily. Simple principle. Do it. I love my new lottery fund. You have a lottery fund? I do. I started a lottery fund. Listen, I, God told me a long time ago I'm not going to win the lottery. I started a bank account. I started putting a lottery ticket a week in a bank account. I'm having a blast with it. It's $3 a week. I am up like $300. I am winning. My lottery fund is winning. Well, Pastor Dale, what does that have to do with being a warrior? It's the same principle, and it works in every area of our life. If we will pay, if we will sacrifice first, if we will be the adult in our life, if we will be the mature one in our own life, we will see the victories at the end. Okay? Come to God like a child. Come to him that way. Cry out before him. But don't stay there when you get up. 
begin to be the mature one. Being a grown-up kind of stinks. Being the adult in the room. You ever heard that, right? Be the adult in the room. I'm telling you. These principles will help you. They will help you. They'll help you. Be the adult in your life. Be the one who holds yourself accountable. Be the one. Why? Because that creates warriors. And when it creates warriors, it creates powerful people who can see great things happen. All right? When the time that you should come, I love this. Paul. Remember Paul? Ananias got the word. I'm almost done. Ananias got the word. I want you to go see Paul, Saul of Tarsus. And he said to God, Saul of Tarsus, that guy's going around and catching Christians and putting them in jail. Why would I want to go see him? He said, trust me, go see Saul. In Acts chapter 9, he said, I'm going to show Saul what great things he will suffer for my name's sake. Can we all shout hallelujah about suffering? Yeah. Yeah. Weirdos. Why would I want to suffer? It's maturity. Maturity means that I'll take it. Being a, being a full-grown adult means I will take some suffering. I'll do it. I'll do that. Because I know something. If I pay now, I can play later. I know if I pay now. Listen, there's coming a day, and I'm excited about it, when our work is done, when we no longer have to work, when there won't be any work to do. We'll be rejoicing. We'll be spending our time. Heaven is coming. And I am looking forward to that, but I'm not there yet, and I'm here to get a job done. I'm excited about what God's about to do in this church. I'm excited about what God's about to do in this place. I am excited about it. And we need some grown-ups. I'm not looking at you. To be willing to sacrifice in your life. If things aren't going the way you want today, listen to me. Sacrifice starting today. Pay starting today. Now, you can bawl your eyes out before God. I suggest you do. But start sacrificing today. All right, let's pray. I'm done. Father, I I know, I don't feel like I, I necessarily do as good a job on these sometimes as I I know I want to do. Because I know this principle is so powerful if we'll be willing to mature ourselves in you. We sometimes, we misunderstand the difference between salvation and maturity. We, we, We make mistakes sometimes thinking that, well, it's all free. Your salvation is free, but maturity costs. And I know that you have great plans for us in this place and in this, in this church. And I know that you want to do some things. And I know that there are some who are not satisfied with where they're at right now. But God, I know something else. I know you can make a difference in our life if we're willing to pay the price. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.